Hi, Megan. Uh, I'm Jan, and I'm a softball player, and I'm a homosexual. I'm Sinead. I like pain. I'm homosexual. I'm Joel. I'm a Jew. And, uh, oh, homosexual. Welcome back to Rotten Rewind, a podcast where we sift through the dregs of RottenTomatoes.com and dig up critically maligned films that we're still thirsty to revisit. Anything under 60% is what our catalog is made of. I am Courtney Peranto. I'm Max True. In honor of Pride Month and also <laughs> pleated skirts in general, we've matched a couple of queer love stories, specifically coming-of-age queer love stories. 1999's But I'm a Cheerleader, starring Natasha Leon, and 2004's cold spy movie satire Debs. And we also have a guest with us today. Hi, I'm Erica Ioannidi. Hi, Erica. Former co-workers of both of you. Um, mm. And current best friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Long-standing. Yeah, roommate of one of you. <laughs> How many, like, I guess we've only worked together twice, but we met at a restaurant. So I guess we all met at restaurants, but Eric and I met at the Woodsman Tavern right. where we were hosts and then got promoted to <laughs> being bitches. Do you remember when I convinced you that that... <laughs> that, that that kid in table 14 was watching porn on his phone with his parents. Oh my God. Because Erica, like when she got bored, she couldn't hide it. And she'd just be like, yeah, I don't know. And I'd be like, table 14, that kid is watching porn. But part of the reason why you're on this episode of the podcast is because I remember you saying that, but I'm a cheerleader is kind of a milestone movie with you. So we're going to start with that one. Yeah. Okay. Megan Bloomfield may look like most girls, but she has a terrible problem. You don't even like to kiss me. We think you're a lesbian. So now they're sending her to a place. It's only for a few months. Rehab, honey. Uh, Homosexuals Anonymous. That won't take gay for an answer. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Looks like we got you just in time. I shouldn't even be here. You don't have any unnatural thoughts. I don't think it's unnatural. Aha! Natasha Leone. I'm not perverted. I get good grades. I go to church. I'm a cheerleader. Clay Duvall. I like girls a lot. Kathy Moriarty. What is it, Joe? What about foreplay? Oh, foreplay is for sissies. And RuPaul Charles. I myself was once a gay. But I'm a cheerleader because friends don't let friends be gay. So, But I'm a Cheerleader is directed by Jamie Babbitt. The film is one of Natasha Leone's breakout films. She stars as Megan, an awkward but popular cheerleader who during cheer practice keeps kind of like looking at her friend's boobs and up their skirts. (laughs) 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 Kind of like the man show almost. But she is so innocent that she doesn't bother to hide how distracting she is. So her friends and family and even her weird boyfriend conspire against her and set up an intervention where they then send her to a gay aversion summer camp. She meets Graham, played by Clea Duvall, and a handful of other gay and questioning teens. After a rocky start, Megan and Graham step cautiously into a flirtation while being monitored by the school's evil headmaster, Mary, played by Kathy Moriarty, her assistant, Mike, played by RuPaul, and Mary's handyman son, Rock, played by Eddie Chabron. <laughs> is it Chabron? I don't know how to say it. All I know is that he cheated on his wife with Leanne Rhymes. That's and- true. 
because I used to get him and Dean Kane mixed up. Dean Kane is a Republican and a Trump voter. Yeah. Eddie, whatever, rock, cheated on his wife, who I think is a real housewife. Rock? He's rocking the movie. Yeah, yeah. That guy cheated yeah. on his wife and voted for Trump. No, no. Dean Kane voted for Trump. But they look know so much. Shibran. It doesn't matter, Eric. They can be Sibrian the same. <laughs> also, is it so this is a name I've always wanted to know how to pronounce. Is it Clea? Seely? Mm-hmm. I think it's Clea. Because I have just read The First Bad Man, I think I constantly want to say Clee. Right. I When I was a kid, I used to say Clee Duvall. But I think it might be Clea. I think it's Clea. Do you want to know how I know it's Clea? No. <laughs> because- <laughs> Don't ruin this for us. <laughs> Because I was Instagram stalking her and Natasha Leone, yeah, yesterday, <laughs> Natasha Leone commented on one of her pictures with like Klee, K-L-E-E-Y-A-H, I think as like some kind of cute phonetic pronunciation of her name. So uh, I was like, oh, it is Clea. Wow. Okay. Clea Duval then. There's a lot of, a lot of questions that, that I had when I was 11 years old. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> What's the score? Oh, Rotten Tomatoes has, but I'm a cheerleader at. 39%, but mm. like a lot of the movies that we talk about, the audience score is all the way up at 74. Wow. Mm. I feel like when we ask what the score is, we should start doing it like Brad Pitt in seven with what's in the box. <laughs> no what's <way>. the score? <laughs> <laughs> you actually do that really well. <laughs> I watch that clip a lot. <laughs> it's one of the only unconvincing moments, I think, in Brad Pitt's acting careers. <laughs> I love Brad Pitt, but that's I think that's one of his not great performance it's like he's good in it he just has to play like the hothead cop so he's just yeah. really, he's just like oh come on let's just go bust him he's a freak <laughs> <laughs> like when kevin spacey is talking in the back of the car he's just like oh shut up freak <laughs> i like it when you do it You're morgan freeman's trying to get to the bottom of it and he's like fuck him <laughs> just shoot him <laughs> So, but I'm a cheerleader. So you, had you both seen it before? I'd seen it, but very recently. I think I saw it when I, after lockdown happened and I realized that it was free to watch on Voodoo and I knew that it was an an Erica movie. And so I was like, oh, I should watch this. So you watched it semi-recently for the first, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then Erica, you, did you see it when you were younger? Oh yeah. I think I watched it in 2004. So how old were you in 2004? seventh grade yeah did you run it and it wasn't my idea to watch it and I was terrified I was like very much still in the closet and it made me very uncomfortable the entire movie (laughs) did you like it yeah when I mean I like it a lot more now like re-watching it and also not being in the closet anymore it's just like like that opening scene with the the girls in the skirts was like I remember just feeling like I was sweating when I was a kid watching. Because you were also a like, cheerleader too, know right? I'm gay. Yeah, yeah, I was. There's some adorable <laughs> pictures of it. Wait, was that your experience cheerleading? Feeling like I hugged girls too much and looked at their boobs? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. No, not really. But I do, but I, I feel like I did have those moments of like, are people like that scene where, where she's like, everybody looks at women's bodies. And right. Like, the one kid goes like, but they're not thinking about what you're thinking about. That was seared into my brain as a young gay child. Right. Uh, I do think that like moments like that are like when the movie's at its best. If there's like tiny yeah. insights. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It's a really it's a really weird movie. And I think so I think at the time or like when I watched it when I was in like sixth or seventh grade, I just like didn't think it was good. And I also thought 
Like I was like feeling like I was being called out by watching it. Do you think that they thought that or do you think that that was entirely you thinking that? I don't know. Yeah. It's and like I don't impossible. know how much it matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- because it's like also the way I ended up watching the other movie that we're going to talk about. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I feel like anytime I was confronted because at the time there was so little like gay yeah. visibility in media that anytime I was confronted with it, like I felt like very much singled out, even well, though I'm sure nobody knew. That's what I was trying to think about as I was taking my notes for this was what were the other gay media, specifically lesbian? And I couldn't mm-hmm. really come up with that many. Like, if Just anything- the Ellen show. That's it. Oh, God. But she wasn't even- <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> but then she, like, got canceled after coming out. Canceled the show or, like, canceled because- Oh, no. She'll never be canceled. She no, like, she's uncancelable <laughs> because mm-hmm. everyone is just like, yeah, she's a monster, but come on. <laughs> Oh my god. Because a lot of the things that you could say were quotation mark like lesbian-ish were still like two straight people like cruel intentions or like wild things. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to remember. I mean, I'm sure that there was that maybe I don't. When did the L word come out? I think like it started around 2004. Oh, okay. So, but I'm a cheerleader then is like pretty far. Because the L word came after Queer as Folk, right? It was like a spinoff from that kind of thing. I don't uh, know that they were related at all, but I'm sure I HBO thought they were both Showtime. Like, Showtime, whoever was like, oh yeah, people want to watch gays. I know, I I know that it's <laughs> on Showtime, but I don't think they have any relation to one another. I bet yeah. one got greenlit because the other was, and that's the other thing. It right. feel like gay media and like lesbian media, they have like one has to go first, and it's not always completely fair. We got a little bit of lesbian action on Buffy. Oh yeah, right. you you got tattoo. All the things she said. I mean, they're not really <laughs> gay. Tattoo. They actually. Wait, they were. No, they oh, weren't yeah, gay. No, they, they were not gay. No, they actually don't like gay people. They're actually pretty <laughs> terrible. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They really blew up. So. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you imagine if that happened today? No. They found out that they weren't really gay. No, because honestly, what tattoo did is almost worse than like what Millie Vanilli did. Oh, yeah. Millie Vanilli like was the just like... Dolezal of gayness. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you know what? They kind of got off scot-free. Yeah. I think if they were, were just American like, they're not actually... I think well, people were like, they're not actually gay. It's hot. Yeah, because they just had that one song. They didn't really have anything else. It's not like... It, movie- like if Ellen was like, I'm not really gay. I'm just a horrible person. And It's also like Ellen's career has been so long, too. And like this movie... I think what is so sweet about it is that it does try to keep a lot of the same trappings, premise, and plot points of just a teen movie. Like, it's not trying to be heavier than a teen movie. Right. In a way that I think... I didn't see... Did you see, like, Love, Simon? No, I haven't seen it. either. I know that it was... Is it a gay movie? It is. It's a gay teen movie. It was praised for just having a light plot where the character happens to be gay. Right. Obviously, her gayness in this movie is the point. Yeah. It's 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 what motivates the plot. However, it's still really light and you don't feel like a severeness. Like you're not scared for anyone, even though if you step back and think about what these characters are actually going through, it's pretty it's pretty horrible. Yeah. But also I'm sure it's kind of comforting for some people too to see things like this where it's not like boys don't cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah when did that come out? Ninety nine. Oh, okay, so the same year. Oh. Yeah, I guess. Well, technically, this movie came out and it was so it was it went to Toronto in ninety nine and then it was released in the summer of two thousand. 
Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it came out the next year. Natasha Leone, besides Michelle Williams, I guess, would you say is the most famous person now? I guess RuPaul. RuPaul. I feel like RuPaul is, yeah. Yeah. And then I'd say Natasha Leone. Well, yeah. it's crazy because Natasha Leone has been around for a good amount Fucking of time. Ever. Yeah, and it really just, it's, it was kind of like the Regina King thing in a way where mm-hmm. like it took her so long to really get recognized and not that Natasha Leon like won an Oscar and is now, you know, it took her almost 20 years after this to get Russian Doll. Yeah. Like where she's That's actually crazy. headlining a really big show. She's always been great. I don't know, you know, and I don't know like how much she was turned down for work or. She had a really big part in um, Orange is a New Black. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't, I I only watched the first two seasons of that show before I had to eventually give up on it. And Mm -hmm, she's really mm -hmm. good in it, but I also feel like her character is one of, they saddle her with a lot of bullshit. And why I think Russian Doll was so nice is you got to see a character that got to clearly be troubled, still be the central character that you cared for. And she could still be as fucked up as a Natasha Leone character can be while still being right. your hero. I think that this movie, because she her character is so naive and sweet, it was kind of nice to see her in a role that if she was cast in it now, it would seem like she was cast against type. Yeah, she might be right. the Kathy Moriarty role today. Or what I was, I was thinking also when I was watching this, yeah, you're right, is how I wonder if her and Clea went up for the same roles ever, because I feel like they kind of circulate around the periphery of the same bubble. But then there's, it's rarely where you get two people that kind of have that jaggedness that I think that they're both really strong at together. Right. I think Natasha Leon has a little bit more of like a deeper like smoker's voice that's so kind of like recognizable and great. But I feel like she still has a little more like classical whatever so-called yeah. femininity that Hollywood would want. Whereas like Clea Duvall, I feel like was like Hollywood's like go-to like androgynous. lesbian where they were like, well, yeah, like you said, we need the androgynous gay friend. Call Clea the ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> I also feel like Feruza Bulk gets like, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but I think that she kind yeah. of gets like the weird looking girl treatment too. Who? Um, Feruza Bulk. Bulk. She, she's in. The craft. The water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. American History X. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that she was in Waterboy until kind of recently. It came up on my feed and I was like, oh yeah, because now I read she's her. She's really fun in it. Yeah, now I read her and Clea Duvall as really, really beautiful. But I think yeah. back then I thought that they were kind of not pretty because- Wow, of really? Movie. Yeah, because I'm a sucker for whatever's being put right in front of me. And I was a 17 magazine head and I just thought that like Jessica Simpson was pretty and Jessica Bill was pretty. And the girls that I actually think are interesting looking, I thought were gross. I liked, I liked Clea Duvall. Feruza Balk, I think, kind of maybe as a kid freaked me out a little bit because I was like really young and I saw the craft and I was like, oh, she's she's a freaky one. <laughs> but I think Clea Duvall, I, liked, I always thought Clea Duvall was, was, was kind of hot just because I, I think every celebrity I had a crush on had that like short haircut and would like kind of like push their hair their hair behind their ears and like so do, like DiCaprio do that exactly yeah, yes yeah, it yeah. started with wanting to fuck she DiCaprio she does look like a male heartthrob yeah, yeah. she has the same she hair look dissimilar to Josh Hartnett to me yeah I mean well because I knew her from the faculty most yeah that was like how I really recognized her was playing the like androgyny and her whole character in the faculty is everyone's like she's fucking gay and then yeah. she's like I'm not gay I want to fuck this football player which is whatever a very 90s trope i guess <laughs> do you want to talk about how the hints that her family and friends see that are i guess like symptoms of her queerness 
Do you remember the woman on TV? Honey, we think you're a lesbian. I myself was once a gay. Now I'm an ex-gay, Megan. I, I work for a place called True Directions who help people like yourself learn to understand the reasons behind homosexual tendencies and, and how to heal them. What tendencies? Why would you think I'm a... You've been trying to make us eat this tofu. In diet, watch for a switch to vegetarianism. You don't have any pictures of guys in your locker, just these. Mm -hmm. You don't even like to kiss me. It's, it's true. true. I can't believe this. Denial is a normal part of the healing process that we'll explore at True Directions. So those are <laughs> her symptoms of gayness and then her family. Okay, are we supposed to believe that this is a smaller town? Like it's not a city, which I also appreciated. Yeah, it has suburban vibes. It has it ha to it's me like, it has like midwestern suburban vibes. I think it's supposed right, to just be like a yeah, ambiguous Midwest Americana town, you know, mm -hmm. could be anywhere cuz it does, you know, going back to the aesthetic thing, it does kind of have this like like almost like Tim Burton-esque like aesthetic like PB or or Beetlejuice okay. where it's just like this could right. be any town in America. What I think that it's trying to do there is it's trying to tip its hat to the work of like Douglas Sirk, but by sure. making the technicolor like real and then making the aesthetic like A-line skirts and like the, that kind of dress but then right. like in rubber. So yeah, I guess kind of Pee Wee Hermany, but to me it it is especially because like because like you have to know that like Rock is named after Rock Hudson, right? Sure, he sure. looks similar. Well, that and... makes sense because yeah, it's kind of taking that like mid-century like Americana hysteria over. Yes. It, it, it's kind of like marrying that with the '90s like Gen X kind of androgynous attitude. It couldn't have had like that big a budget, so I kind of like that it decided no. to go for a really specific look because again, mm -hmm. like once they get to the gay aversion camp, I forget the name of the camp. Is it a version or conversion? Direction. New direction. I mean, it is true gay. direction. True direction. It is oh. a version camp, though, right? Or it's like trying to straighten them out. I thought it was conversion. Conversion. Sorry. Conversion. Yeah. So um. once they get there, it again, like last week's episode, like starts to look a little like the Madonna in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what movies do. It seems like when they can't, maybe when they don't have the money. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it has the kind of campy John Waters vibe, which I was mm -hmm. reading. John Waters, yeah, yeah. It definitely was inspired by. But yeah, I think that's like the best way to utilize a low budget is like, fuck it, let's own it and let's have fun with the the set deck because it's like not expensive set deck, but it is specific enough. Also, I, I, and I guess like now it feels dated, but at the time that this was released, her gayness or queerness is conflated with her being a bad kid. Right. Like she's right. like, I don't do drugs. I get straight A's, but it's in quotes bad. So she gets sent away. And I think that even though this is still an actress that is still youngish and starring things right now it's weird to think that at the time that this was made that it was at all it's it was something that like the movie felt like it had to sell at least some of the people that were going to it because it is trying to sneak in like radical thought by being extremely like friendly sure do you want to talk performances sure i think natasha leon i mean she's fucking great it's it's not like her this this character is like so naive it, i don't know it's if it's because of her voice right she always seems a little more world-weary than she is here. But because her character is so young, 
I like to think of it as her establishing story for like the the characters that she will then play after this. I've never right. seen the slums of Beverly Hills. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's it so is. good. So good. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I actually just rewatched it like a week ago. I love oh, slums of Beverly. That director is awesome. Never seen it. I think that might be my favorite performance of hers besides Russian Doll. Okay. I didn't know if you liked Russian Doll or not, actually. I do like Russian Doll. Yeah, yeah I think it's really good. Here, um, can I watch it all together? Love Russian Doll. Was RuPaul not that famous in 1999? I don't know. Now he's he's like Tyra Banks or something. He's a persona. Right. When you right. see those kind of people, even like Beyonce, when you go back to Dream Girls, it's weird to think like she would do this. It was jarring to see him. He is... So his character is obviously probably in his heart of hearts, still a gay man, but he's trying very hard to be straight by showing all the young gay men how Mm -hmm. to do things like change tires or oil. I think it was Um, oil. I think it's oil. I don't know how to do either. Yeah, Yeah. chop Chop wood. wood. Yeah, yeah. What else do they do? Like, I mean, they do so many weird (laughs) fucked up things that... I don't think I would pass those tests. (laughs) No, no, no. And also, because it's not not therapy on how to be straight. It's more like therapy on how to pass. That's interesting. In retrospect, for both ends, because the girls learn how to do things like change diapers. I think they definitely sew something. I think that probably just 10 years before I was in high school was maybe one of the first times that women got to do, like were required to do shop and boys were required to do home ec. Because basically the, the male and female camps of this summer camp are home ec plus and shop plus. But all that it would really do, especially if these kids are like pent up, and again, like coming into their sexuality in general, I, like all it would really make you do is just have some really fucking weird kinks when you're growing up. They're trying to kind of teach them how to be straight. But it seems like with the Kathy Moriarty character, the woman who runs the camp, it's about completely reversing your own sexuality. But then with like the RuPaul character, it's like you might be gay, you might feel these things, but you can bury it. And this is how you can, yeah, right. you know, kind of put up a, a persona of, of being a straight person or this is how you can keep up a facade or whatever. It's almost also like he- to protect yourself or something. The headmaster is also doing a fantastic impression of Faye Dunaway and Mommy Dearest. She's two steps away from a good Faye Dunaway performance, which I, right. I liked how campy and just awful her performance is. And I think you're supposed I to- I love her. Yeah, she's, she's good. And you're also supposed to intuit that Rock, her son, is gay and she has no idea. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has great abs- or she's just in denial of it. It's almost like she started this camp just for him. Oh, it's kind of how I thought about she it. She won't let him drink from a straw. One of my favorite parts. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. What's <laughs> funny, like I've known guys that like oh yeah that don't drink from straws, or like even obviously working in restaurants. Sometimes yeah. like I'll yeah, see yeah. them take out a straw. Oh, they get people. so offended. I'm not gonna suck on this, you know. Like, <laughs> like, like come on, it's like, you're fucking... probably gay if you're thinking that's a. Yeah, yeah. I'm like it's just a straw. Chill out. And they're like. <laughs> I mean, everyone's pretty fun in it. I really, the two rules of attraction actors are in this one. Get Kit Pardue. Yeah, Kit Pardue and Joel Michaeli. Joel Michaeli, once again, playing a very, very gay character. Yeah, he's sweet. I mean, something that I liked about this film is that, I mean, obviously all of our stars are still white, but it is diverse in a way that like the Asian character, especially something I always have my eyes on. He just gets to be a character. There's no scene with like his Japanese parents being so right. disappointed in him. There's nothing that points to, he, he's not wearing anything that makes him Asian necessarily. I right. don't think they completely treat the Latino characters in the same way, but I will say Jan's character 
is one of the most thoughtfully written for being such a small part because it doesn't even seem like she's supposed to be that's the goth girl right no she's the no she's the one that has is that the, the one mustache with the shaved head? yeah oh think, shit okay she got has it. a great scene where she i think means it she's like i don't think i'm gay yeah. i think that right. she's gender fluid and right. i think that the movie's pointing to the fact that there's not just like two versions there's not just two sure. camps that you can like roll the dice and land one or the other right. and i thought that jan's character was a nice gesture to something yeah. that we're only beginning to even worry about now because we're having all these national big discussions about trans rights but we don't have like a trans movie yet and i'm sure that there's probably Ooh, yeah i mean there's tangerine oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but definitely... like a teen movie like a like... right yeah there's nothing like that the the more popular movies that kind of dominate the conversation are with straight actors like danish girl or dallas buyers club because i think that as far as like representation sometimes hollywood feels like well you have this one or there's this character yeah. off to the side once again, yeah, it's kind of like they throw you a bone kind of thing. We're just like, yeah, like here you go. <laughs> you give me the Danish girl. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Matthew McConaughey was going to be gay in Dallas Buyers Club. So yeah, I think I just no. misunderstood the general plot of the movie. No, and at he the point has that he to get gay, a disease. I had no interest in watching. Humanize him. Yeah, to make and him acknowledge also, yeah. the humanity of like another group of people that he just like blindly hates. I guess yeah. you guys aren't so. But he's still the hero. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Leto's awful in it. He plays a trans woman, right? Plays a trans woman. He's very problematic. There, yeah, there's like this tendency. I feel like with a lot of straight male actors, like him or Emil Hirsch and Milk, where they think oh, that, yeah. especially Emil Hirsch and Milk. I remember I was like, his idea of being a gay character was like constantly moving his arms around and placing his hand on his. Oh, a lot wrist. of gesticulating. Yeah, like it was like... all. It was like these very almost like cliche physical qualities. Whereas, like, I actually think James Franco's really good in it. I think it. I was going to say that's one of my favorite Franco performances. He's really good in so. it. It's hard to talk about this movie in the sense that there's things about it that seem, like, glaringly not necessarily offensive, but that just would be taken differently now. Because a movie like But I'm a Cheerleader, I think, is constantly doing the thing that Erica... I know that you've done a million times is like when you try to give a dog medicine and you have to put it in a thumb of peanut butter and you're never quite sure like once they eat it if they got the medicine because if an idiot watches this movie at the time I don't really know if they get the message however like it needs to get made and also I do think that like everyone deserves to have light media and people that are in any kind of minority I think it's so hard because like I hate Crazy Rich Asians I think it's one of the worst movies I've seen in the last 10 years and it has such a high Rotten Tomatoes rating too, which drives, like people loved it. People ate it up. Right. I don't think that giving us a bad version of this is representation. This sure. movie I think is good. Like I think this movie is technically good. It's light. I think it ages well, but I think that you can definitely date it. Right. And um, it feels like as a collective cast, I don't know if it's trying for this or maybe this movie even came later, but it's like a nice ens- female ensemble mostly that's like a sunnier version of Girl Interrupted because for as the- Same year. Oh, okay. 90. As severe <laughs> as- is Clea in that too? She is, she right? She is. Yeah, wow. She's in so many movies that now when I watch back, I can't believe like how great her career is. Argo is like her least. 
<laughs> now she yeah and now she's on veep well was on veep over but oh, she oh, was right. yeah oh, yeah she was she was but gay on Veep. she's the only leading lady in this movie that is a lesbian in real life too right leading yes natasha leon is still not a lesbian you're waiting <laughs> yeah everybody else in it is kind of like a vaguely familiar late 90s early 2000s like teen actor you're he, better at that i like i'm, I I'm, just I'm know, really like, good you at, cheated on leon yeah. rhymes you're in RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race. no 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 i, don't I can't know that you're in rupaul's Drag Race <laughs> because you are rupaul, you're RuPaul. <laughs> i i have a really good eye for 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 90s teen actors like even the asian character it's crazy i was like that's dante basco wow, no one really? knows who that person no, is no i don't <laughs> he was sweet i liked him i guess we He's Good, yeah. I like him. Like the other two characters that sweep in about third, two thirds of the way through. So a couple of the ex ex gays. Yeah. Right. They run an underground homo railroad. I think yeah. that that part of the movie at that point it begins to like work a little faster on me. I just start caring so much more once they're able to get out of the camp and go on little field trips, and you get to see them in their actual right. outfits. Because once you get to camp, first of all, you have to admit that you're gay. And then you have to wear what looks to me a lot like a spa castle uniform or a wee, wee like a wee spa uniform. They're girls worse. They're somehow worse. They're not flattering on anybody. They look like they're 100% polyester. They look yeah, you very uncomfortable, very sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and like props to someone like Clea that unlike the goth character doesn't get that much makeup or dress or hair or anything like that she has she has like a shorter haircut for a girl but she can just posture in that silly outfit to still differentiate herself from the group right. you know right away that she's like the like the crazy one like the the nutty one she's the, the final boss of 90s gay women <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is and she also gets like the coolest name her name is graham um right. yeah definitely she also just like seems like a lesbian like of all the of all the women like because i feel like the men all like have a very kind of gay affect to them right. but yeah. i feel like there's a lot more it's a lot more muted in the women do you think that it's muted in the other women because like women in general i just want to say like are smarter and like know how to pass in like all situations more or do you think it's right. just because like media doesn't know it also thinks that like lesbianism is like slipperier yeah i i i, I almost wonder if it's the latter because it's like yeah. i don't really like unless you make them all incredibly butch women like that would be the kind of equivalent of just like making them make it would be right and be very effeminate yeah and that would be i think pretty boring i bet at the time it's like all these girls should be kind of pretty mm. and femi the goth girl's just pretty she's hot. yeah she's hot she's your number one uh, i would have thought she was probably hot was yeah <laughs> really i like clea well also the goth girl I, does okay, this so really graham is the second one okay yeah i think i think graham's the hottest to me partially because the goth girl takes the thing that you're supposed to shock yourself at when oh you, yeah <laughs> when you catch yourself <laughs> i mean actually no maybe i just am her <laughs> when you catch yourself she having gay thoughts yeah and then she just like zaps herself with it until right. she comes yeah yeah i think she's doing aversion therapy or whatever okay yeah, or yeah, like yeah. trying yeah. to teach herself to have an aversion to gay thought by but, like physically hurting herself. But yeah, 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 she seems to get, but she loves pain, right? But, so. Yeah. Right. So well, because no, because the whole thing is that then she discovers that it's just a vibrator because that's what Natasha Leon uses. When she, when she yeah, when she goes in the other room, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, also a fucked up scene. Oh, when she yeah. fucking snitches. It, that it yeah. turns into like yeah. on the waterfront, and Natasha Leon's character has to name <laughs> names, tells on 
two of the gay male characters that they were making yeah. out or fucking or whatever and right. he, she gets one of them kicked out yeah, i think that's a it's i think i think it's a really weird and kind of weak plot point like because mm-hmm. i understand that they needed that to like p- pivot yeah i don't know it's, i thought yeah, it was it's, weird it kind of just gets overlooked too because clea Duvall afterwards too is not upset about it that just kind no. of is like the beginning of their genuine romance so that was a little weird because i felt like the clea Duvall character would be like what the fuck yeah yeah I felt like because they were like of the other camp of the other gender yeah 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 be kind of disposed of quicker yeah i guess it's tough because it's such a it is a, it's such a light kind of satire yes. that it might if right. you go too deep into that it definitely might feel like it's coming from a different movie but yeah i still think you could have found a way to address that and still honored the tone of it and the character that doesn't get kicked out but gets to say is basically sent to like a doghouse they put him in the dark doghouse yeah but i guess the whole thing so when i was reading about it they i read an interview with jamie babbitt and she said that the whole thing was that at the time there were so many because the 90s did have a lot of, of of queer films there was definitely a lot they weren't i think as mainstream as they are now and they were definitely more male dominated i will say right there was and not comedies right no they were mostly comedies they were oh, a lot okay. of really actually, they were super like light-hearted like sex comedies yeah well that was because that was the era when Gregoraki was really famous and really had a pretty big following but i guess at the time she said that they wanted to they wanted the main character to be a cheerleader because it is the pinnacle of the american dream and the american dream of femininity babbitt wanted the film to represent the lesbian experience from the femme perspective to contrast with several films of the time that represented the butch perspective like go fish or the watermelon woman okay i haven't which I guess makes sense. Yeah. It seemed like male queer films were a lot more kind of like carefree and lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And then the lesbian perspective was definitely a lot more butch. What year did Bring It On come out? 2000. Okay. Technically the same year as this when this yeah, came out yeah, in theaters. Yeah. Came out in the because same summer. One of the things that I think is strong about this movie, Erica, you can probably speak to this or you can maybe do a cheer. <laughs> is that she actually likes cheerleading? Like cheerleading isn't one of the things that she's using to pass. In fact, like she wasn't really trying to pass before she gets sent away to camp. She likes right cheerleading yes she likes right. their boobs bouncing up and down too it seems like but she genuinely liked her identity as a cheerleader to the point that at the end we get a scene that i think like is really close to almost like the ending of book smart like right but she gets to use her cheer there and like i don't care about like i don't know that much about cheerleading but i thought that was kind of sweet that like in the title and in like the execution of the movie it has follow through where it does believe that she actually enjoys doing that did you like right. cheerleading did i like cheerleading yeah um, you were good right you guys went to like yeah I, I mean I was so I was uh, I didn't I wasn't a football cheerleader I was a competitive cheerleader it was fun I liked doing it I would have continued to do it if I hadn't fucked up my hand so bad oh, did you fuck up your hand I Bangerina. broke it oh I, shit <laughs> stop <laughs> wait were you cheerleading yeah you broke uh, your hand cheerleading yeah I was doing tumbling so I was doing a back handspring and I just fucked up my finger and had to have surgery and it was like six months of rehab and at which oh, point fuck, I was like already in middle school and I was just like I don't want to do that so you didn't do, do it in high school Mm-mm. Interesting. I did it from fourth grade to seventh grade gotcha were there male cheerleaders on your like when you were doing it because I remember no, when I was in when- middle school we had a couple male cheerleaders we my have. high school also had no male cheerleaders. My team had no male cheer- cheerleaders, but I did see them at competitions. But right. yeah, it wasn't something that gotcha. I personally encountered. Okay. Is she a believable cheerleader? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's because it's like, I, I don't know. Cheer is one of those activities that's like such a like fucked up culture. And I just feel like you get 
I guess like any other sport, but it was like the one sport that I did competitively and like traveled for. It's like people get really fucking into it. So like I did identify with her feeling like she was going to be sacrificing part of her identity. Right, because the movie kind of believes that she can't necessarily come back to that. Have both. Yeah, I also relate to that, especially like I had friends that said things like that to me. Really? Yeah, actually. In fact, it it was a friend I had from Cheer who at the end of freshman year of high school was like, yeah, we heard the rumors that you were a lesbian, but we don't think you're a lesbian. If we did, we wouldn't be friends with you. Oh, cool. And that, like, that's, it's even crueler Thank that you. she was saying it as a way to say like she was on your team. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think, I don't think if I had been out, I, I think I would have been ostracized from cheer 100% because you do you are like around skirts that are flying up it's just like it I mean like and and there's a lot of contact too in the early 2000s yeah it just never would have flown do you want to talk about the root in this movie I think our little prom queen is too afraid to disclose oh really what's your root Graham my mother got married in pants all right let's see uh Dolph too many locker room showers in the varsity team. Hillary? Um, old girl boarding school? Sinead? I was born in France. Clayton? My mom let me play in her pumps. I like balls. Why, thank you for that, Jim. Joe? Traumatic bris. So, yeah. And then Natasha Leon's character is because her mom for the better part of a year was the breadwinner and it like fucked with her. Yes. But I think it's like that, like the movie needs to live in those weird kind of like oversimplifications Uh or it stops being light, right? Right. So yeah. So I think that that's the weird trade-off that you make where it's like, okay, yeah, like some things are flimsy and kind of stupid, but if they're any more serious, like the movie has a completely different tone. And don't you think that the dad also has to feel personally attacked to be able to come around like we see that he comes sure. around like in the postscript. Bud Cord is the dad. Oh yeah, but oh ew. God, has any actor aged worse than Bud Cord? No, no, no <laughs> one Fuck. has aged worse than Bud Cord. Mickey Rourke punched in the face a million times plus plastic surgery has aged better than Bud Cord. <laughs> I guess it's hard to say how I would have felt about it if I saw it when it came out because I was so young. Yeah, I might not have, have like picked up on what was so funny about it or the satire of it and also I just... I'm a more mature person now and have, I think, a better understanding of things. But I think what I loved about it is, like, I think that using satire the way that it does to show just how fucking insane and stupid all of this is. Like, the hatefulness and just the idea of having these conversion camps. Like, we know, like, the three of us know it's fucking stupid. Most people know it's ridiculous. But I think that sometimes that's more effective to just be like, look how fucking silly it is. This is so ridiculous. As opposed to a movie like Boy Erased, which I saw when it came out. Why didn't? It's not even like a bad movie necessarily. Like it's fine. It has good performances in it. But it sucks that like those, once again, it's like it's kind of going back to anything where it's like a marginalized group being portrayed in film. Like mm-hmm. the films that are more serious and make the characters suffer are the ones right. that are acclaimed. So like Boy Erased right. gets more attention. 12 Years a Slave. You know, it's just like it has to have somebody suffering as opposed to just telling a story or taking like a lighter satirical look at something. And I think that's what was so great about this movie. And I believe that they like each other. They don't draw too much attention to it, but it's pretty clear that if these two girls would have gone to the same high school, they would have never interacted with one another. Right. Right. And I think that 
post high school and especially post college, you, you just like have more wiggle room in your own identity and you're more comfortable with yourself that you get to kind of explore that. But it's actually only through being in this fucked up camp that they're able to find each other. And I thought right. that, like, I actually think that they have chemistry too. Yeah. This last week, I just watched all the Gregor Rocky movies that I hadn't seen. And like, I'd seen Doom Generation and, and Nowhere and I really loved those. They had a cult following in their time, but he was never like a major breakout. He never made a major like studio film, even though he's a really great director and he was making films, you know, that were queer films, but they were also genre films too. Like, and his most successful film, Mysterious Skin, which is a really good film, is the only one I think where someone is like, it's more serious and there's like a horrible rape scene in it. Oh, Jesus. Critics respond to it. And I'm not even condemning the movie because it's a really good movie, just like in the context of what else he's been making. It's not even like half as radical. It's just that it happens to be more serious and then people mm-hmm. respond to it more, which kind of sucks. That's how I felt about Boy Erased, which also has an incredibly violent rape scene where I was just like, why, yeah. why does that have to be like the inroad to like queer content? Is like something something awful right it feels like a lot of those movies to me always were just kind of preaching to the choir like it was like your audience for this movie probably already knows that and feels that way i mean i'm wondering like do you think that movies like that are as necessary or as effective or do they kind of create more fear-mongering in their own way I think that they kind of still create more fear-mongering. I think that now, maybe, actually, I don't even know if that's true. I, I'm tempted to say that now I feel like that wouldn't be the only type of representation that we need to be seeing. But I, I do feel like still those are the stories that we get. And it just, it, it's marginalizing in its own way because like there are just as many like queer stories that aren't tragic, probably a lot more of them. But yeah, I mean, I watched But I'm a Cheerleader back to back with Boy Erased and I like, Oh, you did? A little, yeah, it was a little bit depressing because a lot of what But I'm a Cheerleader does so well is just like, obviously they're very different movies, but I feel like But I'm a Cheerleader is just more effective. Yeah. Well, also, I haven't seen Boy Erased, but I think there is something more challenging to watch a movie that the bad guys, one, don't know that they're the bad guys. Like her parents are bad actors in this movie, N- not like bad performances, but like they're yeah. doing the wrong thing. And yeah, Mary's character is a blown out cartoon, but her parents are evil. Like they they did an evil thing and they have to realize that by then. Obviously, like it's not their story, so we don't see their awakening. But I do think there is something more effective about a movie that can portray a bad guy that doesn't know when they're being so awful. Right. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like But I'm a Cheerleader was a movie that was made for a gay audience and Boy Erased oh. was made for a straight audience. Incredibly sure. violent, yeah. and but like also is, is like trying to be, I think, educational. And I think that that is probably why I gravitate more towards one than to the other and probably why I think like most mainstream media kind of just rejected, but I'm a cheerleader as like frivolous. Mine is just as good as anybody else's. I'm a heterosexual. Uh, not yet, honey. You're almost there. And don't speak out of turn. No, I know. I've never been gay. (sighs) Jan, remember, uh, you were molested. I mean, just take a look at yourself. I mean, everybody thinks I'm this big dyke because because I wear baggy pants, I play softball, and I'm not as pretty as other girls, but that doesn't make me gay. I mean, I like guys. I can't help it. I just want a big fat wiener up my... Amen, sister. Paul Tatara of CNN. But but I'm a Cheerleader is a smug little comedy that tries to mock other people's self-righteousness while ignoring its own. Wow. That's mean. 
Nice. That is mean. It does feel like how dare this movie have a voice that's so loud <laughs> that's different than like how dare it be critical. Who let the gays do this? <laughs> it feels oh like that. Like a lot of teen movies that we've discussed on this podcast already, yeah. anytime that the audience is expected to be sort of young, critics typically don't like it. I think that critics are actually much no. nicer about that now. Let's see the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. <laughs> they couldn't just be the Pittsburgh Post or the Pittsburgh Gazette. We're <laughs> both. Ryan Wayne Peterson's script is watered down John Waters, a grotesque burlesque of a gay chick flick. I don't uh, it's Well, mostly... I mean, it is that kind of like tokenism where it feels like critics are like, well, we let we let John Waters in. Yeah. We don't have, like we don't we don't have to like like Spike Lee right. kind of is like the one that yeah. got let in for some, another kind of people. They're like, well, we let this person in. They get to write movies and show movies about their subject matter and so we don't need you <laughs> yeah anything else is like therefore derivative yeah kevin thomas of the la times said but i'm a cheerleader as a result of the kind of good intentions with which the road to hell is paved whoa what the baby. fuck yeah it's just a fucking like light little love story like what yeah. and we hate it <laughs> yeah <I think> that... <laughs> why didn't clee duval get murdered at the end i know <laughs> Yeah, so they get worse. Owen Gleiberman or Gleiberman, who gives a fuck from Entertainment Weekly, who now writes for Variety. Just a name that I always saw growing up because I was a nerd who read movie magazines. (laughs) He said, any self-respecting lesbian should rear up in horror at this movie. F. What? Why why is this person speaking for lesbians? And it is also one of the the problem that I think a lot of not just movies, but our culture or like American culture, just like it assumes that a an individual is a monolith. This is lesbians. You lesbians should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> e online is is pretty scathing. This seemed their review seemed to be kind of the consensus of people that didn't like it. it says first time director Babbitt aims to mock right wingers' rigid views about sexuality, but the gay stereotypes here are so flaming and over the top that we're not quite sure whom we're supposed to laugh at. Huh. Well, I think that the stereotypes, yes. There are the both sides of it are trafficking and stereotypes, but that's part of the joke as far as yeah, it is part of the joke. Also, it's never specified that they're right wingers, and I think that's another thing that's annoying. Is like they're projecting that onto the people. Yeah, people assume if you're homophobic or have fucking stupid views that you're automatically a right winger. It's like liberals are just as fucking stupid in their own fucking way. Like they have their own dumb shit. (laughs) Come on. We'll show you how to do it. Do you want to play Would This Be Rotten Now? Yes, but hold on. I got one more from our, from our guy, Caffeinated Clint. He's back. Oh, God. You love Caffeinated Caffeinated Clint. Clint. Wait, wait, wait. Who is that? So Caffeinated, <laughs> I, I, he came up last week when I was looking at reviews for, for Blame, Blame It on Rio. Rio. Because he's one of the only people that likes Blame It on Rio. He's one of two people. And he wrote a review recently. So recently he was like, I love this shit. He said it had more <laughs> oh sizzle than onion rings. So, Oh, my um, God. I about Blame It on Rio? So caffeinated Clint, this is one of the only movies he didn't like. This oh. guy like this. So he guy likes a movie about pedophilia. He likes <laughs> everything, but he hated this. He said this will put the this will put girls off to the profession of cheerleading forever. An utter mess of a movie. What about the cheerleaders? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it would be like watching Psycho and be like, I'm not gonna I don't I feel so bad for people who are innkeepers now. <laughs> I don't love my mom anymore. <laughs> That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Quick behind the scenes movie cost one million to make. 
what that's the other thing is like when you hear that this is her first movie and then if you look at her filmography she didn't really get to do that much else like a lot of t like i think she did some l words oh she did yeah (laughs) whoa erica (laughs) what octave is that hey mariah (laughs) i'm just shocked i want to know what episodes she did i think she did a handful of them i mean that's the thing about a lot of like especially like women and black directors of this time period they get basically one or two tries and then if you don't get a hit you're not going to get to make your next you're out movie. of here yeah you're out of here like <laughs> welcome to showtime she directs a lot of tv now yeah she directs uh russian doll marvelous mrs Maisel. she directs a lot of silicon valley mm. girl boss Ooh, <laughs> ouch. she's all over the place though. she directs nice. it's always sunny in philadelphia she directed a few episodes of girls all those things that's a great resume but it's still a shame that somebody yeah. who for a million dollars really made something good didn't get to make something yeah that's so entirely she, her own again she directed two yeah. episodes of the l word one in 2007 one in 2008 one called lexington and concord and the other one's called lookout here they come erica big l word fan you are you familiar Ooh, here's what's fun guess what she directed the same years <gasps> but i'm a cheerleader oh my what? god she she directed five episodes of Undressed. Oh, fuck yes! My show. She did one it. of my favorite episodes of The L Word. Well, there you go. The movie was greenlit with a $500,000 budget. They were able to double it. Movie made $2.6 million at the box office. It's oh. obviously got a cult following. Babbitt says that her influences for the look and feel of the film included John Waters, David LaChapelle, which makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Edward Scissorhands mm. and Barbie. Yeah. Mm. All makes sense. Yeah. All makes sense. Yeah. It's coherent. This movie received an NC-17 rating at first. What? Order, yeah. I read that. In order That's to get a commercially horrific. viable R rating, Babbitt removed a two-second shot of Graham's hand sweeping Megan's clothed body, a camera pan up Megan's body when she is masturbating, and a comment that Megan ate Graham out. Those were the three things. Are you kidding? Yeah. I was going to say, I think that what would make it slightly stronger is if they got to have hotter sex scenes, not even necessarily more explicit. But yeah, it's like if you can't even show someone grazing, ugh, this movie would be fresh now. Totally. Yeah. I, I think it would be an I'm on the fence, I actually yes. don't know. Yeah. I think it would be, I think it would be rest in like the <laughs> 70s. I think that it would have a very similar look and feel and audience to to all the boys I loved before. I think it would just be a little bit better than most teen movies, but teen movies are kind of a rarity now. I like to all the boys I loved before. The first one, the second one is not good. They made a second seen- one? Oh yeah, it's like to all the boys before that or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, it's called, oh no, it's PS. It's called P. I think they're, they use like a PS. Yeah. I think what's hard to say is I feel like a lot of satires take time to grow on people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm always like on the fence about like if it would actually like anything that's this kind of like specific and kind of has like that cult vibe about it. Sorry to Bother You was re- received really well immediately. It was. And I think that's a movie that if it was released in 1999 would not have been. Me too. Fresh. Yeah, I think I it would think be so pretty low. I think yeah. this would be around the 70s, maybe even 80s. Who's the MVP of But I'm a Cheerleader? Oh, I've been saving this because I'm going to say Julie Delpy. Hi, where are you in this movie? Oh, that's right. Julie Delpy. Yes. You and your tank top and your sultry little pal. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you what at it? Like, she's clearly that? 10 years older than these characters at yeah. least. And also that bar is called Cocksucker. Yes, that is one of my favorite little bits. Details? I want yeah. the ma- I want the matchbook 
Yes. That says cocksucker. Fuck, yeah. it's yeah. so good. I love it. But yeah, I'm going to give it to my friend, Julie Delphi. Erica? I think it's uh, Mary. What's her name? Oh. Kathy Moriarty? Yeah, I love wow. her. She's great. I think she's funny as fuck. She's funny. <laughs> she's great. This is a tough one. Because everyone's good. I mean, I'm tempted to say Natasha Leon because it yeah. just shows what kind of range she has, especially at that point in her career. I think the MVP is the cocksucker bar. <laughs> I think that's the MVP of this movie. I would love to go to that bar. It did kind of look like some of the shitty clubs I went to, clubs in quotes, at, in Eugene, the mm-hmm. Wow Hall being one of them. Like, it's like sparse and stupid. <laughs> Deep within a college exam is a secret test. It measures a student's innate ability to lie, cheat, fight, and destroy. Those who score well are recruited into a secret paramilitary university. Some call them seductresses. Some call them spies. Fools call them innocent. They call themselves Debs. So Debs. And in case you can't hear the inflection of my voice, is an acronym for discipline, energy, beauty, and strength. The four key characteristics of a secret government agency that this government agency is kind of looking for um, while teenage teenage girls fill out their SAT answers. Is it just teenage girls? I think it's just... I think they're looking for girls for well, no, the specific because, program. Okay, for their specific program. Okay. For, to be a dev. Got it. I think, yeah. that, I think that otherwise you might get to be in the FBI and go to Quantico. This is the WNBA of FBI. You're in the women yeah. FBI now. <laughs> <laughs> Where you have to be hot. <laughs> You're going to CI slay. <laughs> yes, no, it's awful. So yes, stands for discipline, energy, beauty, strength. Young women who possess these traits are then recruited to fight crime in schoolgirl uniforms. And this is where we meet our, our four Debs, Max great name played by megan good amy played by sarah foster janet played by jill ritchie and dominique played by devin aoki with a french accent the four women are hot in the pursuit of a notorious bank robber named lucy diamond played by jordana brewster but in the midst of a standoff amy and lucy share a moment and amy's attraction to to lucy leads her away from the mission she's in love what's the score of this guy what's his score what's the fucking score oh god (laughs) this is the first both films have the exact same rating which is fucking bonkers to me. Yeah. I understand it more with this one. I'm actually surprised it's not lower. But That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Very surprised, actually. The audience score is 55%, so even audience said, said, said no to What the fuck de- is this? No. Said no <laughs> to Debs. It's a weird little oddity. I think that if Georgiana Brewster and Sarah Foster had a sex scene, it would have had a higher I'd audience I feel differently. Rating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, In a positive way. <laughs> give the people yes. what they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Georgiana Brewster was definitely somebody also from the faculty. A lot of six oh. degrees of separation today. Yeah, I remember seeing the faculty and being like, wow. She's pretty. She's hot. She's very she hot. She's really hot. And also in this movie, not to jump too far ahead, she is given the crazy task of singing into uh she has to oh, lip sync a broomstick yeah she gets the lip syncing oh, yeah, yeah for an extended it felt like the whole movie yeah, it felt yeah. like the whole movie she looked a little it made me feel high yeah. there's a couple moments in the movie where she looks physically uncomfortable with what she has to do oh, I don't want to yeah because it. this movie circulates in the i, I mean obviously it's paying homage to something like Charlie's Angels. It's a female espionage yeah. movie where all the girls have to be hot and sexual. Right. There was also, it reminded me of the show that I am so sad to admit that I watched a lot of called She Spies that was on. Oh my God. Do you remember what? it? 
She spies. Oh, it's similar to this and Charlie's Angels in the sense. So, so she is this like an early two thousands thing? Yeah, it's the it woman sounds... that was in Species, like that blonde woman. Oh, that so... this sounds very much like an early two thousands NBC series on a Monday night that gets canceled. Yeah, and Carlos. Oh my god, <laughs> it was on for two seasons. Carlos Jacot was also in that, but it right is after Doctor much... Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was like these female inmates were hot enough and smart enough that they got them in a jail to fight crime. You only get out if you're hot. You best. <laughs> yeah. You're free to go. <laughs> you're too hot to be in here. <laughs> Fuck. No. Yeah. That would be um, the reality show from hell that I would watch. This mm. definitely has like a. I'm not even gonna say lighter because they're all light, goofier affectation to it, like almost like an Austin Powers naked. Yeah, gun. yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's like kind of a satire, but kind of not. It's I like not, had anyone seen it before? No, I saw it when it came out. Oh wow! And 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 I mean, my takeaway was that it was a dumb movie, but it was cool <laughs> to see those two girls make out. <laughs> right. I remember when it came out. I don't remember it at all. No, I vividly remember when it came out. It barely came out and then it went away very quickly, but I had no idea there was anything remotely gay in that movie. I thought it was just teenage girls oh. in school rock that's most fighting crime. I think didn't know. I don't think My... they sold that in the original marketing of it. Yeah. I would have never known unless I stumbled upon a list recently about queer romances and that was on it and I was like, Debs. It's a weird movie, especially because like But I'm a Cheerleader, there's a lot of recognizable faces in it. Megan Good, especially to me, stands out as Matt. I thought that the movie was going to be more about her. It seems like so did that character. And then it shifts to Sarah Foster, who is fine, but doesn't have the, I don't know, charisma. I think Megan Good and and Jordana Brewster as a couple would have been a little too much for the screen. Really? I'm just like... It would have had more sizzle than onion rings. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of juice out of that one. <laughs> it's the best review I've ever read. <laughs> okay, I mean, on a positive note, because I think this movie's kind of hard to talk about because it is kind of, it's just really goofy. Yeah. Jordan yeah. Brewster's, I mean, I guess we can say that it's like problematic or at least worth talking about that the villain has to be the person that's the lesbian, the out lesbian. But right. something that I did appreciate was that there was no coming out scene. She just is gay. The movie opens yeah. with her being gay on a date with a girl. I mean, I guess I'm not one to comment on it. It didn't feel problematic to me just because it just felt like she wasn't because she's not even really a villain. Like she's, she's the villain, but she's just actually, I don't know. It's kind of vague. Why, right. It seems to just be a bank robber, but they're treating her like she's like, yeah, it just kind of felt like she was just confident enough in herself and she was just like this badass whatever. And that's why she was more comfortable being out here's what my note for it was like i do think it's problematic that the movie conflates her queerness with amy's character as being a traitor because the way that she does throw her friends under the bus and like wastes the the, the deb's resources is obnoxious when she's just basically like playing up yeah <laughs> and it's like well that does suck but the coming out story is fine and it pushes those things a little too close together and never completely entangles them yeah it's an it's an odd one because it doesn't really um i guess it does feel kind of like pretty cool especially for the time like it is just like a charlie's angels send up that yeah. happens to have a queer romance at the center of it 
And I like some of the yeah. It's I mean I don't know if I'll watch this movie again though. It's it feels mean to beat up on, but it's definitely like wonky in a lot of ways. Felt like one long montage. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had never seen it. I never you know. And also I'm not the fucking target audience for this movie, so also, I'm not. Why not make Jordana Brewster's character a little more insidious? Like why not make her a little more like Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cruel Intentions? Because that would because... make the movie too complicated. Yeah, I, know, I don't think. That anything's like, really too thought out here it's almost like a peer like a like a tampon commercial or like a birth control commercial. <laughs> like all the sets look like it could then like flash across the screen and be like never ring the sets the sets are uh really bad Fuck. one set prop that like i kind of like maybe because it's so stupid oh is as we know all restaurants have ceilings that are about as tall as a museum yes that was insane <laughs> and during a stakeout what is a tactic that all crime fighters use is they sit on basically um britney spears's concert swing yes. <laughs> I, I do there are touches in this that i think that if they if the director or whatever like could have swung for the fences on them would then come across as satire and actually funny and not just out of place and peculiar that sure. being one of them i think that like if you just went all out and then had them have like the kind of headphones that janet jackson or britney spears has to have when they're performing choreography and that's how they talk to each other i think if you double down on some of the oddities of the movie yeah. it would actually it would have more to say another one of those is jordana okay erica you will know what this is jordana bruce's character has a device at some point that i think is just a dear diary what do you remember those dear diary things no uh i'm too old so a dear diary was great so it was like hey do you not have a cell phone yet because i don't even know if there were (laughs) cell phones and it was it was like a little thing that you just like typed your diary into and maybe like your two friends phone numbers but you couldn't call them it was just a device like no way yeah like a yak back or something and i was like oh that's funny i do think that her device is basically a poly pocket that's cute <laughs> the early 2000s were just such a confusing time i think all around we've talked a lot before about the fucking horrible wardrobe Baseline. choices that people yeah. made at that time everyone's got you know even what's her name sarah foster when she goes out when she's wearing like her juicy couture like sweatpants they're like oh, low cut like those low rise jeans. yeah the low rise no one jeans. looks good in those no, no no one looks good in them no um, and i feel like the technology is especially jarring in this movie because like some of it is like very plausible and actually exists now like the apple watch things they have oh yeah yeah <laughs> but then it's like the flip side is that like there are people just like like that guy just like i don't even know what the word is just zaps himself into oh, he her bedroom he teleports, teleports. So, yeah so. There's, there, there's no rules to anything here <laughs> you're just like i mean we need to get him in the room yeah yeah you can definitely yeah. tell yeah. there's yeah <laughs> she's like about to change michael clark Try duncan i feel like yeah i feel like michael gross. clark duncan barely says three things in this movie yeah he's basically their version of bosley he's mr fitz and i don't know he kind of guides them a little bit he's just kind of there but he has no real role in it the other woman holland taylor because she yeah she outvotes him anyway so it's like why have these two authoritarian figures when it's confusing i don't know it doesn't really make any sense yeah i don't know if he had a bigger part and they just cut all the scenes because he's often just standing in the background with his like hands together yeah and then the holland taylor character just keeps forgetting that megan good exists like who are you again yeah but actually, I will. I like Max's character. Like, I like that she does all the fucking work. She doesn't get the credit for it, yeah. and she's furious. Like, she actually wants to be a Deb, and yeah. Amy doesn't. 
And I think that the movie almost, I think it almost confronts race and then decides not to, but I think that it's impossible to watch that and not think like, well, Megan Good's character is doing twice the work because she's black. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to say because the director is a queer woman of color, Angela Robinson. She also has not had a huge film career because yeah after this she directed the Lindsay lohan movie herbie fully loaded oh, oh shit. that tracks like they're both pretty this is almost a kid's movie it's oh you know it's a teen right. movie for oh, yeah 100 and then she made a film a couple years ago that's apparently really good but was just buried another lesbian romance professor marston and the wonder woman don't know it, it was is it also yeah. genre yeah, it was made by Annapurna, and it got kind of buried, I think, when it came out. It was with Rebecca Hall and Bella Heathcote. Oh. It's apparently really good. I'd watch that. Yeah, I never I never saw it. I think it's on Hulu. The craziest set in the whole movie, I was just, it made my brain hurt. I couldn't figure out what was happening, was when they go through, well, they're driving through the downtown oh LA tunnel. God. They go to this weird secret bar in the middle of nowhere but it's like the aesthetics are just all over the place it's like the secret bar that's yeah. all like tagged up but it also kind of looks like the place they go in 90210 and then uh, and the outside doesn't seem to match the scale of what it is on the inside no, totally not no no no, no. It, they're clearly two different sets and then there's like bikers outside and there's like fires it looks like some fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and then they go inside and it's like modern pop music and then there's like foosball machines but they're still punks and, oh, yeah, like where the fuck machine. are you right now <laughs> She also, she has a couch that is like, it's like a car. It's the trunk of a car. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad, like weird steampunk. It's very Mm -hmm. unclear, like Mm -hmm. where they are geographically. Like, are they underground? It's hard. It's hard to, well, well. No, but then they're outside. Well, they go outside, but then you're not sure where they go once they go inside the place. It's confusing. (laughs) Um, I mean, I had seen it. I had seen it before, but I didn't remember anything about it. But I do think that you're right. I mean, like, it scared me to watch it with friends when I wasn't out. But also, I think it was very comforting to like see <laughs> two women kiss i mean sure it yeah is. like no that part of it's cool because they don't draw too much attention to it like there is obviously attention put on it but it's never like i feel like now they would have stressed it a lot more yes and i think it was the first film like i'm because but i'm a cheerleader i walked into it knowing that it was about lesbians like this was the first time that like i passively interacted with gay content and and so like that was kind of nice that like yeah that it wasn't made the centerpiece it's first and foremost a movie about getting lucy diamond in jail (laughs) yeah because lucy diamond is a character that i guess she's a bank robber and okay here's something that i want to talk about so after she flees a crime scene she leaves behind aquarium beads i don't (laughs) i think they're supposed to be diamonds i think they're supposed to be yeah 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 they're supposed to be diamonds (laughs) and they're like oh my god it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it's like, like she disappeared in thin air and turned into like diamonds and left them. You're just like, how did this yes. get here? The movie is so cartoonish at times. It is a cartoon. It's literally it a, cartoon. a fucking cartoon. To the point that at some point there are money bags with dollar signs on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With a note attached that says, I'm it's sorry. Hard. Yeah, I don't even think that that part of it's bad. It's just. No, I think that part of it's good. It just, it <laughs> I needs. I just wish I could have paid you rent like that, Erica. <laughs> Well, it just kind of, it just needed a bigger, I think it just needed a bigger budget. Like they clearly needed like 
probably 20 million to do this movie right and the, everyone needed the budget? to be campier the, so the budget is 3.5 million which is is very fucking low especially for a movie like this yeah it just feels like the aesthetic what they want it to be is like oh you you definitely needed a little more for this so they're just kind of i don't even know if they're half-assing things or it's just like a series of compromises that just led them to be like fuck yeah. it just play up how cartoonish it is oh and who cares God. it feels like the set does the, the things about it that do play up how much cartoonish it is definitely jimmy simpson is playing up how much cartoonish it is yeah i think jimmy simpson is in general like a really underrated character actor i think he's great like he's, he's in something really that good. i don't like like westworld he's oh good. my god that's what it is yeah he's a westworld <laughs> sorry that's been really bothering me that's probably what a lot of people feel when they see jimmy simpson who the fuck are you yeah 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 you're he's just kinda... mad about it i know you <laughs> <laughs> he also was given the haircut not dissimilar to ewan's in a life less ordinary like he looks like hot yeah. shit in this movie he doesn't look great i mean they kind of just took clee duvall's hair from from all of her movies <laughs> and then just dropped it on his head and didn't it. they were just like there it is <laughs> flop it down on him he You're also has important. those great suspenders his whole look is very like guy version of avril lavigne 2000 oh, i was gonna say like <laughs> hackers for kids no hackers is like cool though <laughs> they could they should have really owned that man yeah he i didn't even notice it until they cut to a wide of him standing there and i was like is this guy been wearing suspenders at his waist the whole fucking movie he's just got <laughs> no. red suspenders dangling yeah God, um, i missed that randomly has a good soundtrack though has such a good soundtrack yeah. got a good i was surprised Gold yeah rap. but yeah i mean they have like the death in vegas song at the end postal service playing very earnestly which oh my god yeah they played district I mean, sleeps alone tonight okay, was, oh yeah that was that was, that was peak I, postal service that was that was a big year for them i think they were used in like probably seven or eight different movies they were in the garden state trailer yeah right they were thriving i was thinking it was death cab but well so you know yeah yeah, i'm I'm a not even like a nostalgic thing i do think that postal service album is still great but yeah i it really took me back to hear it and i was very surprised or when that album came out i remember i was like i was 15 I was really depressed. I was like a really sad, depressed kid. I had, I had dyed black hair, and <laughs> it's already pretty dark. I know. I don't know why I did that. I just did it. <laughs> I mean, I so definitely sad. liked so it, sad. but I was in, in 2004. I was in my first year of college, so I probably right. I was in my first year of high school. Down to Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> the hard right. yeah, yeah, I haven't quite done that yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was sitting in my room rolling joints with really bad weed and listening to transatlanticism and being like, why can't I get a girlfriend? Oh <laughs> Incredible Scoop McNary cameo at the end. Yeah. Wow. I was really excited to see him too. I'm a Scoop McNary fan. I think he's hot. I think that's his first film role. Erica, for I know a movie that you've seen him in is he's Amazing Amy's ex that is on a pedophile waitlist or not waitlist a pedophile list. Oh, waitlist. <laughs> wait All right, <laughs> we'll get around to you. <laughs> We're gonna put you outside of school nearby very soon. <laughs> waiting over book. It's like calling unemployment in in Gone Girl, oh but he, he's in a bunch of shit. I think he's great. He's kind of what he's was great he in character next? actor. He is just someone being like that place is on fire. He it's like, no, he comes out at the he comes out at the end when they spot Lucy Diamond. He's the guy who comes running right. and he's like, oh my god, Lucy Diamond! Oh, here. he's he's credited as stoner. He's credited yeah. as stoner. Yeah. So oh, I was yeah. excited to see him. Yeah. Um, someone who I was really excited to see in this movie because she's a fellow Hoppa 
mm. was Devin Aoki. Yeah. However. Yeah. However. <laughs> I okay. So first of all, she's asked to play French. I don't know why they decided after like cast her. She has a really great look. It makes the cast also more diverse to have a black girl, two white girls, and an Asian girl. Mm-hmm. Do that. Fine. Sounds great. I don't know why she has to be French once she when she's clear- not French. I don't think she knows why she had to be French in it. It <laughs> took me so many of her lines for me to write in my na- notes, oh, she's French. Because she cannot do that accent. I like, don't know a lot about Devin Aoki, so I had to Google. I was like, well, maybe she's French. Maybe that's why. She's nope. French. She's the heiress to Benihana, Fuck. along with um, her brother, that DJ. Aoki, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're the heirs to Benihana? Fuck yeah, they are. That's Daddy, fucking yeah. tight. Daddy Hana. <laughs> yeah, they truly, truly are. I mean, and she is someone who I remember just really liking when I was young, probably just because she's obviously half Asian too. And and she just like has a really cool look to her. And I remember right. just being ecstatic that people thought she was hot. No, but she's got she's got a great look. She we talked about this. Well, we sent each other pictures of her husband and kids. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> They're not cute. She married a guy who looks like they put Army Hammer in a factory and just didn't finish him. Just kind of like oh threw him God. out, and we're like, "Here's a white guy." Now <laughs> 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 have kids uh, with him. Good luck. <laughs> she's lost in this movie. I mean, her character thankfully doesn't have to speak that much. I guess I think no. that she's supposed to be the the movie is like ooh most rebelly one yeah. but like, she's not given much to do she's not she's really not good in it because I think it's impossible she's really not good in it I mean is she even an actress or is she just a rich kid who just look cool she's like a model she's a model right yeah. she's Some, a model yeah and she gave a model performance get out oh, and take your clothes with you I don't do laundry I did go into this movie because I'd never seen it thinking it was going to be a Megan Good lead film mm-hmm. i was pissed about that however i do think that she's good in it as good as she can be sure. it's a pretty flimsy movie but the character wait you know a fun fact i want you to make erica guess oh yeah the annoying girls her name so jan. we can yeah so we'll talk about the oh, actress so talking about God. the actresses jan is so fucking annoying she's very annoying she's, uh, she's a actress, shitty deb actress named, yeah. named jill ritchie who has not been in a lot of stuff. She's She is the sister of, of somebody more famous than her for worse reasons. Do you have any idea who her brother is? Jill Ritchie? The last name is not going to help you on this. Knowing that might help you. <laughs> Think about someone who's famous around this time period. Really look, in the, really look in the face. Just give us... I don't know if that helps. Like, I, no one will ever guess who her brother... Her brother is no. Kid Rock. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Which makes a lot of sense when you actually look at her. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sucks yeah like what the i never fuck? even thought it was a possibility that kid rock could have a sister yeah, yeah. Um, oh and i guess she was the only one that was in the original short yeah, as well that's just probably how she got she's the, part the only this. one right. i don't know i don't know anything about the sarah foster lady right. to me she's sarah foster complete. is i think she's also like a model maybe like heir to somebody She's pretty forgettable that. considering that she's supposed to be our center of the movie. And my eye kept wanting to look to, to either Jordana or Megan. She doesn't carry the film at all. Insanely, yeah. I don't care if. But she is she very makes tall. Out. She towers above all the other girls. Oh, the really? Time. Yeah. She really yeah. Does. So I really buy the model thing because okay. her legs go <laughs> forever. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> just like the movie. <laughs> yes. Just. <laughs> it's sad to me that in 2004, Megan Good can't get better parts than this. Or, or like right. leading roles. Like she's so fucking good. She has obviously she, uh, a look. She's gorgeous. She's talented. She's still really beautiful. Why didn't she get to be the lead in like, well, first of all, this, but more things in general. It was so frustrating. Right. Yeah, I do like that the SATs, they're not even looking for good people. They're kind of looking for like, looking for bad people. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for people who, quote, lie, cheal, kill, cheat, and fight. You can so work for like, the government now. Yeah. <laughs> you can be a policeman. Do you want to be a lady pig, but in a skirt? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> lady pig would be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, lady pigs, that should be the sequel. <laughs> it's okay, they're gay, they're in love. You can forgive oh them God. for their crimes. That's how Hollywood will get us to accept cops again. (laughs) The meanest thing I have to say is about Devin Aoki's accent. And I wish it was campier because everyone in Butter Cheerleader kind of knows what movie they're in. I think that everyone, even Megan Good, who I think is a great actress, thinks it's a teen movie. I think Jimmy Smith's Jimmy, wait, Simpson. Jimmy, not Jimmy Smith. Not Jimmy Smith. <laughs> Another Jimmy cameo Simpson's. by Jimmy Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Yes. Uh, I think Jimmy Simpson has like the most yeah, idea well, of what it's going for. Sure. Yeah. And then Michael Clark Duncan is asked basically to be like Mufasa, <laughs> like he can like because because like yes. he can like t- like just like appear in and appear out and come oh, in yeah. and come out and buy. I feel he like was... that movie just didn't know who its audience was. Don't you understand? I can't be here. Look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to stress you out. I'm not stressed out. I'm such a freak. You must think I am such no, a freak. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I winked out on you last night. It's okay. It's just I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. I mean, I really like you. Right. But I don't like like you. I'm honestly surprised that this movie made it is up actually, to 39%. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm shocked. shocked. I'm not going to lie, Same. yeah. I mean, I think if it came out today, it's hard to say because if it came out today it would look better, but it would also maybe have a higher budget. I'm not really sure. It could go either way. So maybe it would just be a better movie and it would actually be fresh, but if it's exactly as messy and just confused as it is, I think now it's even more rotten. I think if this got made today, it would be Disney Channel's first like gay. My god gay show no i truly think that this movie like needs to be more explicit with its lesbian premise like and not to the point that you have to be like we're lesbians now it's just like show me i have a note that says show me them fucking (laughs) but then again like i don't know if it's just because of the time yeah get away with maybe showing certain things or which sucks that maybe the most subversive thing that a movie like that could do at the time is just be like it just happens it's a movie too women who love each other and everything else is just a (laughs) dumb genre movie yeah i mean there was a few people that definitely liked it i know that the la times liked it gave it a four-star review really yeah they know (laughs) some people really were were into it you know and then i think there were some people that were just like yeah what are you gonna do it's fine ign movies said charlie's angels written as a teen comedy and reenacted by barbie dolls Richard Roper, is it a satire of stupid movies or is it just a stupid movie? <laughs> that's I, good. Fair enough. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, because yeah, the fair. other way to go is just to make it not another teen movie or scary movie and to like, yeah, blow it out. Yeah. The, the Toronto Star said, only the world of X-rated movies overlooks such flimsiness of plot, absence of acting talent, cheap special effects, banal dialogue, and scantily clad young women. 
I think that doesn't consider how great the canon of pornography is. Really? You haven't seen Property Sex. <laughs> Those are very relatable plots. I can't pay that rent either. I'm going to have to fuck my landlord. <laughs> The best with those is when it's literally, it's not even just I can't pay rent. It's literally like a, a female real estate agent being like, I got to sell this house. And I know, it's like, mostly that. My dick, I'll we... do the down payment today. Yeah. Are yeah, you it's... serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those. Some guy's like, like, yeah, I'll put down a fucking, you know, $200,000 down payment. You suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, the girl's like, so you're going to buy the house? Oh, <laughs> it's on a contract. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, Bob Strauss of the LA Daily News <laughs> said it's it's not easy to make an unwatchable movie about two skinny girls in two short skirts packing big guns. Somehow, though, Debs gets it all wrong. Bob Strauss could not get hard for this movie. Is I was going to say, I think it, that is probably pretty <laughs> easy to make. It's a not movie. easy to not make me come watching a movie like this. And, wow. <laughs> I did not come once. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of those reviews of oh Peter Travers for Rolling Stone, the, the quote whore himself, said you yeah, might think yeah. there's no downside to a movie that peaks up the skirts of babes and micro minis, but writer-director Angela Robinson's dim-witted satire is libido-killing proof of the contrary. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. But also, fuck these guys for being like, the reason that I want to watch a movie is for like yeah. how hot it is. Or the reason why I want to watch a movie with lesbians is because right. it's like, either make totally. my movie, make fucking Mission Impossible, where I'm the hero, and that's me, yeah. or uh, <laughs> make these girls fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, spray them with water. Filmjerk.com said a debacle, a debasement of common sense, and debatably the worst movie to be released so far this year. Yeah, see, it's like one of those things that when I'm watching the movie, I think, I don't like this that much it's not very good but then when you hear the climate that it came out in then i want to kind of come to its rescue yeah also, yeah if i too. wrote for a publication like this and i had to see that movie i would come back and be like listen this movie's not for me someone else needs to review this movie right i'm not going to review it obviously you can review a film critically that's not for you right. yeah 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 but something like this i would just be like I'm do not you the want guy. me to review this yeah movie? are you sure you want me to do this like yeah. i don't think any of these guys would ever care about that owen gliberman from entertainment weekly he's back also gave this film an f he said any respectable lesbian no he said these lesbians don't respect themselves um <laughs> No, he said this movie has no wit, no charm, no cleverness, no traction. Simply put, it is no fun. The best review. I want to hear that. There's just the all-around best review. Really all you need to know is it's actually a good critic, Ed Gonzalez from Slant Magazine. His review just says, rent Pootie Tang instead. Oh my no, God. It it's crazy, dude, because Pootie Tang didn't even come out that year. Pootie Tang came out like three years before. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. Not even rent Charlie's Angels instead. I was going to say, why not just like do the obvious one and say Charlie's Angels? Yeah, but not even Austin Powers. I would say watch the independent women video instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> watch the canon of Destiny. Watch Child. Spice World instead. Watch yes, yeah, yeah. This guy was like, even no. Spice World has a sense of satire where this yeah. one doesn't Watch really... Josie and the Pussycats. Or Crossroads if you want to go completely serious. But I guess none of those are like explicitly like about gay things. Yeah, I don't know. It right. feels mean to beat up on this movie. It feels like. Yeah. Rent Final yeah. Destination instead. I don't know why, but <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> been... MVPs? Oh. MVP. Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, I hate Absolutely. to like, be like, I like the guy the most. I think it's Jordana Brewster's eyebrows. She's the only she... one with eyebrows in that whole fucking movie. You're right. <laughs> You're Such right. Everyone has like the tragic. comet eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I, I, I like her in it too because I, I think the 
I mean, singing into a broomstick for as long as the ass. Oh I think God. she's given like the goofiest part with the least oh, amount yeah. of motivation because we're when told she has that to, she, she robs banks because she got broken up with. I, yeah, once again, though, I, I, I'm going to go with Jimmy Simpson because I think he's the only person who knows what movie he's in. He's also just, it's not really fair because he's the best actor in the movie. Little Six Degrees Separation again, him and Clea Duvall both have bit parts in Zodiac. Oh, weird. You're what? right. He is in Zodiac. He is the last person you see in Zodiac. Yeah. He's, he's really the good in that, that scene. Survives, mm-hmm. He's the person that survives the Zodiac attack, right? Right. Yeah, yeah he is really good. <laughs> If everyone listening wants to watch these fucking movies, you can rent Debs on iTunes. <laughs> rent, but I'm a cheerleader first. Yeah, please. And that's yes. streaming on Vudu. That's how I watched it. Yeah, it's it's streaming there, but it's also on the Criterion channel. If you have that, you can watch it there. Debs is like, you want to watch a campy Charlie's Angels send up with Do you them. have a 14-year-old? Yeah. This movie's fine for them to watch. 14? I think like 10. Yeah. Yeah, a 14-year-old would want something harder than death. Yeah, a 14-year-old yeah. year old would be like, what the fuck is this baby Mom. shit? Yeah. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> if you know a you know horny middle-aged man, show it to him. See if he see passes the test. <laughs> see, see how he feels about it. Erica, yeah. thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you for coming on. You'll have to come back when we do more movies. I feel like I kind of know your taste pretty well. You and I both love yeah. movies about evil women because we did yes. like an evil cunt fest. <laughs> we watched like To Die For a Whore. What were the other ones we did To Die For? Gone Girl. I mean, we're going to yeah. be doing two months worth of evil cunt. Oh, yeah. We're very excited for the rest of the summer, by the way. That's next week. We're going to be kicking off our erotic thriller summer. going to be so hot. Our first series, two months of... Just I'm really pure... worried for what our brains are going to be like after two months of this. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be starting out with two very steamy erotic thrillers starring the king of erotic thrillers himself, Michael Douglas, the man who Ooh. says he got cancer from eating too much pussy. I forgot about that. <laughs> I should have known. Erica, be careful. Yeah. I mean, I guess. <laughs> so we'll be we'll be talking about infamous basic instinct featuring an iconic Sharon Stone performance, as well oh, as the yeah. lesser known, but equally fucking crazy disclosure featuring. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. I'm excited. Podcast return from Demi Moore, one of our favorites. We're going to be joined by a special guest, another former coworker. We only bring on former coworkers. <laughs> if you are currently unemployed, <laughs> worked with us. Hey. Give us a call. We'll put you on. We're not going to pay you. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll be joined by Lachey Delaney, who is just an all-around rad person. So we're excited for that. Everyone should let everyone know how good this podcast is. Follow us on Instagram at Rotten Rewind. Thumbs up us is, I think, what you can do on Spotify. You know what? You can't. We've been telling people to oh, do really? that. No, what all can you, you do on Spotify? Just, just follow us? us. Just follow oh, us. Follow yeah, us on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. And fucking rate and review us on iTunes yeah you don't even have to write a review just give us a rate yeah thank you for listening yeah thanks thanks again okay